1: Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the $10,000 Pyramid. I'm Dick Clark. Happy to be with you again today, this week. As my life slows down a little bit, always does at the end of August, but... This particular year, we're talking from uh, full speed ahead to let's sit back and have a tea out back, watch the sun go down, maybe read a book, go for walks, really settle it down, which tends to happen every year, but uh, we've been... This has been a a fun summer, of course, with the Ball Hockey Nationals, with RA visiting, with Chicklet's Cup, and a few more excursions thrown in there to Toronto. Duran, the Sandman, Samwith visiting a few times. And just overall being extremely busy. And uh, just finished two days on Son of a Critch. Those of you that haven't seen the TV show Son of a Critch, I highly recommend that I don't come on here and uh, pump every show I work on. But some people ask me about it. I, I it's, it's really funny. It's Mark Critch from, I guess the biggest. His biggest vehicle that you, would, those outside Newfoundland would know him by would be uh, this hour is 22 minutes, which is a comedic like skit, fake news kind of. I mean, I mean that in a good, you know, a, a satirical. Saturday Night Live, kind of in the way they do their news, like Weekend Update, and then they have the odd skit. I mean, it is similar to that show, but it's got a Canadian feel to it. And most people that have ever starred on the show, at least in front of the camera, I think the crew, most of them are from Nova Scotia. I could be wrong. That's where it's shot. But it's there's been a lot of Newfoundlanders, On there, over the years, I'm trying to think. You've had Mary Walsh, right? Critch has been on there for the last 20 years, and this show is based. Son of a Critch is based on his book about his trials and tribulations of growing up in Newfoundland, and uh, his father worked with the news. It's big. It's it's a funny show. If I if I explain it, it probably won't seem funny. It's uh. Largely nonfiction. I'm sure they color it up a bit, but uh, yeah. Uh, Kathy Jones, Rick Mercer, Greg Toomey, Sean Majumner, Susan Kent, oh God, Trent McClellan. Honestly, I, I don't know why. I know, I know most of those people to say hi, but they're all from Newfoundland. The vast majority of the people that have been cast members on the show have been uh, from Newfoundland. So anyway, it's hard to look out for. But it's been a great summer. Look forward now. I really look forward to the fall. Not the weather. I fucking hate the weather as it gets colder. But uh, there is a sense of... Ah, what's the word? When the seasons change, it can be relaxing. It can be peaceful. Again, I don't look forward to... Three or four months from now when it's getting dark at 4.30 p.m. and it's freezing out, starts snowing, and we get the slush. We don't get the light fluff falling, the movie Christmas kind of perfect ski slope snow. We get wind and we get a lot of sleet. St. John's, at least, you know, it's a little bit different in the interior, but we're right on the water, so. But there is a feeling in Canada and uh, everywhere I go. I don't think you can escape it in Canada and most of the northern United States. Of uh, and I'm sure other places in the world. I'm just saying, uh, the changing of the seasons. There's a, there's God. What is it? Not one with nature. I can't put my finger on it, but I'll tell you what it's not. When I lived in Orlando and I played for the Orlando Seals, I loved it. It was fucking awesome, man. Um. It was just so good for so many reasons, but the seasons didn't change as abruptly. I mean, you know, mid December, January, it's not 35 degrees out, but I, you know, it's Orlando, you know, I'm always in shorts, t-shirt, maybe jeans. If we went out, maybe wear some cowboy boots, jeans, t-shirt. It really didn't get that cold. So when you don't have that, I don't know if it's a, if you don't appreciate as much, you know, how in, Anywhere where the seasons change quite distinctively, you kind of look forward to that. Yeah, you look forward to the to the spring, you know, because you're you're coming out. It's and it's not just the weather; it's the, for me, it's the the light in the day, the daytime. You know, right now, even midsummer, you know, it's getting dark at ten o'clock p.m. It's great. You can do so much with that now. It's, you know, down about about 7.30 or 8 o'clock. I mean, that's the way physics works. That's the way science works. No mystery. Just saying that. And I love this time of year. Newfoundland, we have great fucking falls, too. I I curse too much. It's another thing. Why did I need to say that? Great fucking falls. Why didn't It's a great fall. Often, I know people kind of like it, but I curse too much. And when you curse too much... spirits to lose its impact i mean what's the reason that one curses in the first place too it's like a an exclamation point in the middle of the sentence sort of most of the time for me i suppose you first start cursing you're like 13 14 15 it's a bit of shock value right bit rebellious But it really became part of my lingo. I don't know if that was hockey dressing rooms. Actually, I know it was. Only child. You know, a lot of what I do and I've done. I think you can, not that I, I just think it's telling. Not that I wouldn't curse if I had brothers or sisters. But most of my time, I I was the guy to go to the rink early, always. Even now, I want to be at the rink first in junior and in pro, even in senior hockey. They, they think I'm nuts for, but if we get a game at seven at night, I'm I'm there at like two. A lot of that's to deal with nerves. I like to relax. I like, but it, a lot of it also is that I have no brothers or sisters. So when I was living with a billet, it was awesome to have Zenith Kormanisky, um, Drew Shenick, these guys that because uh, they they really felt like brothers. And I would go to the rink early, and my teammates. Really, really felt like brothers. I don't know if that's part of it. So a lot of what I'm saying is that a lot of my like brotherly kind of talk, kind of lingo, went on with without being checked because I had no parents around. I mean, I it worked out all right, but looking back, you know, I left at fourteen years old. My mom and dad I think they threw me a bone. You know, I remember getting caught smoking. They didn't really say anything. Not, not that I smoked a lot either. I was a different time and I don't know. First got the Cornell I wanted to fit in. I'll do whatever, I guess. You know, that's 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 why it's great. You're impressionable. I often say that. Your kids, when they go away, it's a product of their environment. Parents should the first thing you should be I won't say worried, it's the wrong word, but first thing you could be should be concerned about is where your son or daughter is living, right? Who they're hanging around with, what their billets are all about. I've seen careers go the way of the dodo bird because you just put them put somebody with Bad billets or the wrong kind of billets. They might get homes. Billets can either be too tough on somebody and you're like, fuck, get me the fuck out of here and add to the homesickness. Or let the fucking place be an amusement park and you come back whenever you want. There's a team curfew. They don't follow it. Come back with no rules isn't good either. So most teams, I mean, have it figured out, but a lot don't. I mean, you don't always know. Everything about each billet family. But anyway. But it's somewhere along the way, because my, my mom doesn't curse at all. And my dad a bit, but really it's not part of his everyday lingo. But for some reason, I'm at the grocery store and, you know, like a, a girl said to me yesterday or something, do you have uh, whatever it was, you know, and you're you're getting checked. Do you have airplane points? And I went, fuck no. Like, fuck no. Why, why, do I, why do I have to say fuck there? You know? Or I'll ruin um, some of these cameos I go back and look at. And uh, so I like to do a good job. So I go back and, and re-watch them. And I'm like, you know, it could have been done with a half dozen less fucks, right? F-bombs. Mostly F-bombs. We'll say that. But I, yeah, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, I think some of that also feeds in, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back. I'm, I'm going to answer some hockey questions in a second. Okay. But someone did ask me, cause I, I got, I do have a bunch of questions here and I'm going to get to probably two realistically. Right. But, um, one guy asked me, and I forget, I get, I, I can't answer my messages anymore, guys, so apologies. I'm just going to give a, you know, the, for the most part, if you send me a message, I don't see it. I, I apologize for that, but I see some. And more than often, I'll see people at these events and stuff. It's much easier. If you want to have a interaction with me, just uh, pay attention to my Instagram, wherever I am. I love to uh, meet and greet with people that are big fans of the show of the podcast and Shorzy and whatever it might be, spitting chicklets or my books. I really appreciate all that. I feel ignorant not getting back to all the messages. I've mentioned it on here, but I can't do it anymore. Uh, there's just too many, so I apologize for that. But I do get to some. And anyway, so I was downtown the other day. The guy came up, and we were at New Hook's party, and it was, it was, it was a bit of fun. And from there, we went over. We had a bite to eat. The toughest part of that whole day was keeping it at a, not getting too hammered too early. Cause there was like five segments. We went out on a boat, then RA got screeched in. Then we had New Hook's pre-party, then New Hook's party. And all the while, there's people visiting. It's late summer, so Newfoundland is that's when a lot of friends of mine come back, right, for August, because they, they hit the George Street Festival over again, and then they stay for a few weeks. And Newfoundlanders, everybody comes home at some point, right? Every 90% of the people away, quote-unquote away, they come back at some point, they don't want to be away, they're going away working. So they pick that time, July or August. I mean, right. Duh. Um, but anyway, the guy said, "You know, you love going downtown." He said, "You know, we've asked you up. I won't say the person's name. I don't know if he wants to." But he said, "You know, we've asked you up to the cabin. you you come once in a blue moon. You know, you always got to go downtown." Now, I thought about that. So in in Saint John's downtown is like. It's, it's where it's at. I don't know if you're, if you're, I know people drink booze all over the place, but the downtown St. John's, if you haven't been here, right on the water there, like it's the oldest city in North America. Water Street is the oldest street and then George Street's connected. George Street, you're not allowed to even drive on it and it's only bars. There's nothing else on George Street but bars. There's one little pizza place, Peter's Pizza, next to t- TJ's, uh, in between TJ's and the Martini Bar. So, and Water Street, in the summer gets shut down there's no which is a longer not version of george street there's businesses and stuff but there's a lot of patios a lot of the restaurants sort of thing with patios are on water street and then connected parallel not quite as long a nice little portion is george street so and it's all bars and restaurants and it like i said in the summer they shut down traffic, so it's really cool. And you're in, and you're down, and you're right on the water. And if you want to really go for a walk, you're walking around some of the coolest sites and oldest sites in North America, right? Uh, at least, at least from the perspective of European settlers. I hate saying that because we fucked over a lot of indigenous people, didn't we? Right? But I'm not going to go into a history of the world here. I'm going into what we know as European Europeans settling North America. Okay, when I say the oldest city, I know it's fucking ignorant to say it like that. But that's what the history books teach you. And I I often, my ignorance is often uh, fueled by what I learned growing up. But of course, there were lots of people here for many, many years. And there's probably places that are way, way older. Uh, But you know what I'm saying. So 16, early 1600s, like 1602, 03, like around there is when Cupid's was settled. Not far, and then, you know, eventually St. John's within a year or two. So it's a really cool area. You can head up to Signal Hill. RA was talking about it last week. Uh, You can, you know, the Geo Center, the rooms. There's all kinds of cool restaurants. Every every building you go in is ancient. So, like, there's there's just... It's pretty. There's a lot of history. There's a lot to do. So he asked me, and I thought, there's three reasons that I go downtown a lot. Because if I'm going to drink... People that see me on, and, and I do, you know. There's, there's often a dichotomy of the mind going on with me. It, it causes a bit of anxiety because the, the person that I put out there, especially with spit and chicklets, isn't. Quite, I mean, that's a little portion. You hear me on here. I, I, I believe. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to shoot from the hip. I don't hold anything back sometimes to a fault. Uh, I'm trying to explain things. I, I, I either don't talk about it. If I do, you're, you're getting. What I know to be the straight story, okay, for the most part. Um, and uh, but when I go on chicklets, obviously, we're we're going on to play ball hockey. So you're seeing me a like the dressing room me is not the best me. It's a good teammate for the people that are in that dressing room. But if you're outside the dressing room, I think you would think I was probably an asshole. You know, like if I'm in, if I'm a nationalist in politics say it's not always a good thing people think that's great but if you only see your country right uh i'm not pointing at any country i'm just saying like right now in the united states say there's a lot of people that are they'll call themselves nationalists which and in in canada i'm sure they're fucking everywhere i'm just saying because it's in the news but that sounds good but it's not always you know you've got to be able to see the forest through the trees have compassion for other places other people and but when it comes to teams, it can be a good thing to be a, a sort of, I don't know what the word is, but a nationalist with your team. So, you know, you, you don't see beyond that. You know, I don't look at it for the good of the tournament. I look at it for my team. I want to win. How the fuck are we going to win, right? And as you see, I'll break the rules to win. Let's. What are we going to do, boys? Slash, you know, I don't know, the goalie, take an extra time out, get under their skin on the face-offs. I don't know, fucking grease somebody with an elbow. Whatever. Right, So when you're seeing me play sports from the outside looking in, I must look like an animal right? because I know the way I get on. And then when there's a camera on me all the time and they want some content and we're playing and you're getting me right after a game, we just lost five to four that I care about with all my buddies. And speaking of the Chicklets Cup, you're, you're going to get a real specific version of me that, you know, is going to be polarizing. A lot of people like it. A lot of people don't. But I will say, in my defense, not everybody has a camera on them in those emotional times, right? Like, think of every time that you've been pissed or you've lost, or I don't know. The same kind of emotions go into a relationship. I don't know if you just got in an argument with your girl or your guy, or you—you uh, wouldn't be a great thing to interview or or to have a camera on you at that very moment because whatever you're, you know, you're not thinking straight. You know, you're certainly not thinking logically, and your, your your thoughts are going to be very raw, very emotional, and probably biased, right? So I get that going in with chicklets. I'm not making any apologies because that is part of me. I'm not – it's just a small part of me, but I'm uh, not making any apologies. What I'm saying is that you're going to get that version. And then you're also gonna get the version that, you know, we're down there, we're gonna go down and we're on a vacation and we're gonna we're gonna be boozing every night, really. It's only three three nights, right? So four nights. We're gonna be two of those nights we're gonna be bamboozled and the other two are definitely gonna be sipping. We might be bamboozled all four nights. So but normally I come back here, I drink one night a week. Right? Like my dad, dad picks Friday every time. Some nights, I'm just saying if I'm home, obviously some weeks, something going on twice. But rarely, 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 and that would probably be Friday, Saturday, rarely during the week. Also, if I'm working on film set, I've never, ever gone in as a cast member, as background or crew, minus one time Andy Pine. You know exactly when that was. uh, Drunk or even close. I don't have two beer the night before, ever. I don't drink a lot. I don't have beer in my fridge. Contrary to popular belief, but when I tie one on, I'm gonna tie one on. Tomorrow's Friday, tomorrow's Thursday, Friday, I'm gonna have one here, noon. I'm gonna take my bike. I'm gonna ride it downtown. I'm gonna meet some buddies on a patio, and it's gonna be a great fucking night. and I'm gonna put as much booze in my system as the day, not as I can, but I'm gonna be drinking basically pints and then the odd shooter probably switch to Pink Whitney. At some point, but I'll do that all day long. I gotta watch the shooters and stuff actually. For for my health and for my mind. But uh so anyway, that would be normally what I do. Now, the reason I don't go out a lot, like I'm not one of these guys to like go to a fundraising banquet and then go to a barbecue with a bunch of people I don't know and get shitfaced faced in the backyard. I'm not trying to be antisocial, but it's not worth it to me. I I I hate hangover. I fucking hate them. But for me to go out, I need these w- one, two, is, two, two of these things are great. Three would be perfect day. So loud music, good friends, women around. And I. I don't say that from a womanizing point of view. I don't say it from only certain friends. And I don't say it from all types of music. I mean, I like to go out, I like to hear loud rock and roll usually, but fuck, man, I'm into everything. You just don't normally hear loud much unless it's hip hop or rock and roll but the odd time jazz and shit fine i'll go to a jazz bar i'll go to a piano bar love that atmosphere good buddies sure so sometimes like people say why don't you go up there you know to the, to the cabin the only way i would do that is if there was good buddies and like we blasted the tunes but i'm not one of these to go up and have a barbecue and then look around at five guys alone in the wilderness and play cards because i'm not i don't want to I, I don't want to drink and do that I like doing it down. I like the patio. I don't I don't need to walk into a bar at midnight, a club full of women. I'm not saying that. But I like there to be females around. I'm not going to apologize for that. I. Some people take that as a bad thing. Is it an ego thing feeding my ego? Maybe. Maybe that's a question for my therapist. Not that I even have one anymore. But talk to friends. I talked about this before. There are people I've gone to. You know, when I say that, talk to a therapist or whatever I'm recommending. But it's often friends. Some of the, when I say quote-unquote therapy, I mean, I don't know what that is, what that word is. Things are therapeutic. It was therapeutic for me to write a book, to listen to music. It's not always talking to a person. And very rarely is it an actual psychiatrist. But it happens a couple times a year. I know people that I stay in touch with that have helped me over the years. But uh, what I'm saying is that these are inner, I, I can't explain it. Something feeds the ego, obviously, and I enjoy that. And so I need that. I need re- – if I'm going to be somewhere remote, like if we go to ball hockey or some shit, fine. We'll go out in the courtyard Marriott there up in uh, up in uh, Ontario when we were there. I don't mind that, going out and having some beers with the boys. They're my good friends. There's a goal to win a nationals. Fair enough. I, I don't know that I'd be going out to a fucking cabin with them all, all the time, maybe once in a blue moon, because they're my real good buddies. That's great. We listen to tunes and all that. We go downtown. It's usually a mix of three, right? I, I go down with, I usually go down solo to be honest to run into people, but I know a lot of people downtown. So I always end up doing that. And everybody kind of heads that way, right? St. John's, at least for me. And that's the other thing. I'm not going to go to like fucking Montana's on Camel Road and get shitfaced. faced. Why? Right? I don't drink just to drink. If I was, if I went on a road trip now to China, right? I wouldn't drink at all. So I don't know what that says about me. I guess it's good that I'm not an alcoholic, but the reasons that I drink and having to have women around, even if I don't like hit on them or sign, I just like to have women around. And I, you know, I like there to be a crowd. I like there to be music. I like getting up dancing. I like getting on stage and singing a song with the band. So, you know, to go back, because I mean, I was asked this question, why? Why do I go downtown? Why do I do those things? You know, I guess it feeds an ego, so to speak. Um, But, and is that a bad thing? I I don't know. But I'm glad it's not the other way. I'm glad I don't need booze because I, you know, when it's nice out, I really, I, what am I getting at here? I don't know. Like most people that want or need booze or, and, and I don't want to fucking diminish what it must be like to be an alcoholic. Oh, my God. My grandfather There's one I saw him struggle with it. He died at 55 with liver cancer, man. I know it. But I never have that feeling. When I wake up, I never, ever reach for a beer. If all the boys are going out, I will force myself. And after like three red eyes, I just bit beers and tomato or tomato juice in. I start to come around, but there'll be a reason for drinking. I would never do that if there was no get-together, you know. But anyway, yeah, I, I like going downtown early. Like, you know, sitting on a patio, taking it all in, sipping on pints, and then let the night unfold. Or go up to George Street and it's packed, like every bar. I know people in every bar. That's the other thing, right? Like with the film industry, with my age, you know, but still playing some senior hockey. So I know a lot of people older than me, and I right down to 20, like, you know, they're on my hockey team. So, and I worked on the street. So I just know a lot of people there. So I suppose that's it. Uh, That's that's why I do it. I think uh, being an only child, you know, feeds into all that. I like to be the center of attention. I I wish that wasn't the case, man, but I'm just being honest. And uh, you know, you can harness that energy the right way. I know all all that that makeup of the mind gives me potential to be an asshole, right? Because if I'm down there and I'm getting on like, and I often don't. Pay attention to what's around me. So I'm probably loud. I'm probably telling stories, drowning out people, but never comes from a bad place. But I can see how you would see me out and probably think that guy's a bit obnoxious. But anyway, that's the reasons for it. I enjoy it. I enjoy a good party rather than a good card game in a cabin, you know? And I uh I don't need to apologize or anything for that. I guess it's uh that's the word. It's it's just part of my makeup, and, and that's it. And that can come off as bold and obnoxious sometimes, but I think for the most part, it's like a lot of Newfoundlanders. We like going out and we like just having a party, you know? We just like partying. And uh, take your mind off shit for a bit, put your feet up, listen to some tunes. Love a good Irish Newfoundland party, too, that Alex Newhook had, uh, Shani Ganuck. They were awesome. Anyway, um, so essentially St. John's has all the elements (laughs) to uh, make me extremely unhealthy one day a week, but whatever, man. We're here for a good time, not a long time, and uh, the only thing I wonder, some of my friends that I haven't seen in years are my relatives, you know, and really all they're seeing when they see me is like an old hockey fight being replayed or me fucking ripping somebody on chicklets or on shorzy which is i think shorzy's almost family friendly because <laughs> people laugh but you know shorzy can come off that's the word he's not a bigot he's just uh he's naive sometimes you know and his he does have compassion it might be it it might be a really subjective kind of twisted compassion uh, but it it exists i think these guys on the bulldogs are lovable misfits is what i think so you know there's a difference it's a hockey dressing room there's a lot going on In today's fucking politically charged world i can see how shorzy would have pushed the boundaries but it's like Archie Bunker or Homer Simpson. You know, these guys are naive at some points ignorant. But it's it's comedy, it's a show, and pointing out their ignorance is part of the viewing experience. You're not saying, hey everybody, you're gonna be like Shorzy. The reason Shorsey's funny is because he's so unique, at least to me. And You know, the rest of the guys, you know, we we come in to do a job. It's a team like any other team. It's a little bit twisted, I guess, in that world. Being Northern Ontario, it's senior hockey. We, uh, we're all well past our prime or never hit it in the show. But anyway, that's what it's all about. I think it's got a heart. And, uh, anyway, I just wonder about that image that I've, uh, you know, but I don't worry about it. There's just people I haven't seen in years that I run into them once in a while, like if I go through Costco or something, and I can just read their face. And uh, quite frankly, I'm all right with it. It's it's fine. I, I'm not saying that I'm fake or anything. I just mean that if you're only getting the Instagram and the Twitter version, you're, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, I, don't I, I don't know what you would think, but
0: uh, not going to worry about it. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week One action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't miss offer. Bet just five dollars on any football game and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up by seven and you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for complete details.
1: Anyway, I'm going to get to some questions. And I often wonder, you know, I look, my podcast, it's doing really well. Right? Last week again landed in the top ten in Canada in hockey anyway. And all over, like places that you would never expect, like Australia. I know I'm talking to a bunch of Australians right now. I can't believe it. I can't believe that here we are again, another like half hour into a show. I've talked about nothing. I'm sitting in my living room and there are people out there that support this and listen and really, I don't give a fuck if you're in Australia. There's another F-bomb for no reason. If you're in Australia or China or Russia or Finland, or Canada, or anywhere in Pleasantville, USA. Really, 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 really appreciate it, man, because um, I started this. I didn't know. I, I I still don't know what it is. What is this? What am I doing? I'm just talking about nothing. And now that being said, tomorrow we're going to have R.A. on. I'm going to wait till Friday to put it out. I'm interviewing R.A. tomorrow morning. We got David Ayers next week. Um, goalie there that went in for the Leafs. This 43 a couple of years ago, got him a win. Uh, no, no, he went in for Carolina against the Leafs, didn't he? Anyway, it's a great story, and you'll hear all about it. So, I got some great guests coming up. I use the word great too much, too. Anyway, Matthew. Okay, now Matthew lives, guys, in Ushua, Argentina. They call Ushua, Argentina the gateway to Antarctica. Okay. And he sent a message a while back, and I was intrigued. There's less than 3,000 people. I'm, I've taken it to the Internet here now. Um, and it's roughly 1,000 kilometers from the Antarctic Peninsula is one of five internationally recognized Antarctic gateway cities. The Antarctic gateway, what am I saying? Uh, anyway, so this is a small place they hockey apparently is pretty popular and they do play it outdoors uh, this guy Matthew Meinzer I believe Matthew that's that Meinzer uh, anyway he uh, started in North America I believe he's from New York Matthew I know you're listening and uh, you, you mentioned that a week ago but, or a, a year ago but I get so many messages like I said I forget man it's it's mush in my head but. I remember you saying that. I think you're from New York and you moved over there. So he asked me, start, We're starting ball hockey this year in, in Ushua. Okay. I, I hope I'm saying that right. U S H U A I A. I have two orange balls. I pray we don't lose them. Well, listen, man, that I'm sure I can get Canadian Ball Hockey Association or somebody to send you more balls for sure. Um, only issue the only place we have with boards is the olympic sized outdoor rink not only is it a little big but the cement will eat sticks and especially goalie pads oh, got any tips or tricks or we play in a gym with painted country but then we have no boards until i make boards yeah well, i'll do that make boards i've played on a lot of iffy surfaces but it sounds to me, Matthew, that uh, just put boards up in the gym, and uh, if nobody at all has played ball hockey, and you're talking about a kids program, I mean, you get two orange balls. You got to get more than that. I mean, order them in. It's not that hard to order. If you if you really have no connection to balls, I can get you, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, somebody to sponsor and send some over there. But those are cheap and they're plentiful so that shouldn't be a problem uh yeah that's what i would do and i would just go out if it's a kid's program get people stick handling learning the game you don't really need boards at first when you say make boards now you're in a small spot i I don't think you're talking about actual hockey boards with glass like you'd see in an nhl rink so whatever you're going to make How long will that take, man, inside of a month, inside of a few days, if you're at it with a bunch of people that know what they're doing? You just need to put some sort of boards up around. Now, I would work on the the passing. Uh, The actual game of ball hockey has a few different rules, but if you don't have an actual rink, if you're not looking at playing the ISBHF official Mm -hmm. rules, then you know you've got lots of time. Because if they haven't played, everybody can run, so they'll probably be encouraged to be out there and you'll see some people that can't skate very well that aren't that interested in hockey. Maybe this will get their interest going again, right? Everybody can run, like I said. But I would just concentrate on the passing and maybe the fundamentals. You got a net make, take some shots. You know, someone's gonna volunteer to be goalie, maybe get them ready for it. Um, a lot of it is self-explanatory if you play ice hockey. But uh, I, I would do that, you know, make boards around the nice, the best surface because you don't want people learning on real. You know, they're, 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 you're saying real, but the cement will eat sticks. Yeah, it's cement. Yeah, that's what I would recommend. Yeah, you don't want to be out there. It depends what cement you're talking, but I, I'm thinking if I'm thinking of like cement. In the sense of like sidewalk cement, yeah, just uh, play on the gym surface, man. And like I said, I have no qualms going there. I'm not going to fly myself, though. If you guys can think of some sponsors or whatever it is, I often I'm doing it in, in a month in Austin, Texas, and I'm going to South Dakota a month after that. I uh, I'll come down, man. I'll put off a clinic for the weekend. I don't even look to, I want to visit, I think it's a cool place to visit i'm not spending out of my own pocket i don't have to make a lot of money i'm not greedy but uh, if you want no sweat i will fly down put off some sort of a camp see what you got going on and if you're really really interested i'll bring someone from uh, the international ball hockey community george gortzos whose last tournament i believe is is this coming month but he's a big big promoter for the game he's an ambassador he always has been he and uh, a lot of the people involved with the organizations around the world. I can only speak for the Canadian Ball Hockey Association, but I know the International Committee, led by George, really works hard at getting it into places like uh, Bermuda is in the World Championships now with us. Um, Haiti was in. George George uh, Laroque played for Haiti a few tournaments ago. It's every two years, right? The world's Italy are a powerhouse. They're, they're, they, they always got a decent team. Uh, anyway. Uh, India are a good team so there's there's ball hockeys cropped up in certain places that you wouldn't think and it's really caught on so no reason that can't happen in Yushua, Argentina if you actually are serious uh, let me know if not if not man follow the CBHA follow international committee these are follow them on Twitter follow them on Instagram it's uh there are and the NBHL actually the from the United States, the National Ball Hockey League. Um, they have some great videos to watch. See how the game goes down, see how it... Um, the little nuances, you know, if you watch actual games. My daughter plays soccer, but until we started watching soccer, she didn't really grasp the full culture. If you want to use that word? But anyway, Matthew, uh, that's that. Good luck with it, and I'm really intrigued... And uh, hopefully you guys get up and on the go. Uh, the next question from Ryan James just sent a message. What's new? So that's it, Ryan. Like, I get a lot of those. So I'm sorry, man. I, I know we had a few back and forths, but the reason I can't just answer you, it's, I promise you I would talk about it on here. Because if, if I type out a big message, if I answer what's new, that's going to be three pages. You know me? I explain stuff a lot. And uh, I'd rather... And a lot of people say that, Hey, how you doing today? Or what are you at skipper? And I appreciate it all. I just can't get to them. Right. So what's new, Ryan, I'll tell you what's new. Um, I hear, I don't know for sure, but I really would, I really believe that shores. going to happen. A lot of shores. coming. And I'm really excited for that. And so I'm going to rewatch, really get into my character. And, uh, start mentally preparing for that opportunity should it would it come soon again i hear good things i know nothing's official so please don't take my word for it but i hear good things so that's one thing that's new another thing that's new like i said october 12th i'm heading to austin texas i can't wait we're gonna do a live q a somewhere i'm not sure yet my buddy ryan skinny anderson who was a guest on my show he's uh he's one of the people behind it so thanks to him and then a month after that November 12th I believe weekend I'm in Rapid City South Dakota I'm really looking forward to that about 20 minutes from Mount Rushmore I've always wanted to see it South Dakota is one of those places unless you're driving through you know you just wouldn't think to go there not that you wouldn't want to it's like if if you had one trip to Canada wherever you're from right you'd probably fly into Toronto Montreal Vancouver I would take no offense to that being from Newfoundland because those are often destinations people want to go to. so for us in newfoundland for example, we you know, if we got one one chance to fly somewhere and do something, you're probably if you got kids maybe disney world or land or go to a concert somewhere. rapid city isn't really normally factor into that. uh you know, even if you're going to see the outdoors, you might go to the grand canyon or the rocky mountains. you don't think to go to south dakota even though it's a great spot right? Newfoundland, everything I've, I've said to you, and as you've seen, those who follow me, awesome spot, beautiful. But if I was never to Canada, I would probably pick Toronto first, just to see what it was all about, right? I went to England, where did I go first? London. So, I really look forward to those trips, and uh, there's one in New York, I'm actually, as I use my phone here, I'm uh, myself, and a real tough teammate I used to play with, Jeremy Yablonski. We might go do something, and that's next. I'm looking at next... Uh, oh, it's two months from now. So those kind of things. Uh, Ryan, that's what I got going on. I, I plan on really focusing on having some awesome guests because I've talked to a lot of people in the last year. Well, six months since Vegas Chicklets, I've had some intriguing guests approach me. It's just... we, And I don't want to mention it because people will be looking forward to it. Then every week, I don't have them on. I'm letting people down. But they've either approached me or I've come across them and... They've agreed to be on the program. And David Ayers is one of those guys. I know it's one NHL game, but he really intrigues me. Seems like a nice fella. He does a lot of uh, humanitarian charity stuff. And he's not a bad goalie anyway. People oh, the Zamboni driver went in. It's a little bit more than that. He played goal. And he practiced goal in the practice facility for the boys that weren't playing. You know, he actually suited up as a goalie in his previous hockey life. Right, It wasn't quite like the Zamboni driver went in out of nowhere and put on pads and the Leafs couldn't score. Um, Now, everything in between we're going to hear and I can't wait to hear. But anyway, David is a talented athlete himself. And in your 40s, man, he wasn't 20-odd when he did it. Uh, He was 43. So, looking forward to that. And then, uh, you know, I I might branch out and do a podcast with Ryan McDonald, who plays Michaels on, the, uh, on Shorzy. I just don't have much time. I'm looking forward to that. Now, I'm also in a movie here in Newfoundland. That'll be coming out sometime. Uh, we wrapped it a month ago, so, you know, in the next year, everybody's got a different process, and, and post takes a long time. It can take a long time, so who knows, but uh, I believe the name of it, Might be neighborhood. But uh, just stay tuned to my Instagram feed. So there, that's another thing that's new I'm excited about. Just started working with True Hockey. So I'm not sure where we're going to take those steps. But I love the gear. Thanks again to everybody at True for uh, for the gear. The gloves and sticks more than anything. Love it. Um, And so I guess that's what's new. Uh, My dad, I'd like to monetize. My dad's moderate success, you know, like people really like talking to him. They really, you know, I got to say, I I laugh often and say, you know, when I was a kid, even at at times it was borderline annoying. He talked so much, but I really love him. And as as I do my mother, they, you know, I I go, I go and visit my mom and dad and I see my dad is a, you know, people that just love life. They don't have a lot of money though, right? Like mom didn't work a lot. She doesn't get a pension or anything. My dad was a teacher. They get criminally underpaid and, uh, you know, he's on his teacher's pension. So they, they don't complain whatsoever. They're not like, I don't mean they're hurting. They can't just go out and travel wherever they want or, you know, they're, hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but. I certainly don't think so, because Senior's an honest guy. He's a straight shooter, and uh, I don't want to be too personal, but I need to monetize this somehow. Maybe if I just make him an Instagram account and put a shop on there and you can get T-shirts or whatever. Uh, But if anybody has any ideas, there has to be a way that Senior can make money from being Senior, right? I do it this way, my podcast. Um. I think he'd be a good guest. I don't think he. I think he's too OCD or ADHD to actually set it up. I know he wouldn't. He wouldn't know how to turn on the computer. <clears throat> I have to do that for him. And he doesn't want to be bothered with that. Yeah. Any. Uh, you know, I, I need to. I need to do it for him, basically. Uh, unless it's an appearance or something. If it's online, that he just doesn't. He's not an idiot. He just doesn't. Uh, although he is very absent-minded. And I think more of the ADHD, because obviously anybody can learn it. Open the computer, press power, right? Type in Instagram. There you go. Check your messages. But he does. My mom has Facebook, and he goes on there once in a while to see how people are doing. Reads the news. He goes on. I, I think he just doesn't want to be bothered. But anyway, I don't think he realizes the possibilities. And I've never even thought I should do merchandise, but I I need some like tails with TR is kind of narcissistic to wear my own. And, and the, I love our little, uh, my cartoonish headshot in the, one of the logos there, but now that's all the hockey podcast network. I didn't do that. That was my own, my old headshot from the, the Habs when I played there and they just made it a cartoon, which I like, but again, I can't really wear it around tails with, tiara, you know, spit and Chiclets have a cool logo. Uh, or like Miss and Curfew, or these places. But my name is right in the logo and the name of the show. So I find it, it sounds really, it feels self-involved and narcissistic to wear stuff with tails with tiara and my own face on there. Now I was thinking about maybe, I don't know, maybe like a, hockey stick and a fishing rod like crossed or and maybe or or maybe just seniors pitcher i got a few made up years ago with uh like one of his quotes senior doesn't pay or uh cause we did get a few done up for an old podcast i had maybe i can ask the boys what the route was there but yeah i need to do something that uh For senior more than anything but for me i think i'm missing the boat by not having any merch whatsoever i'm going around wearing all kinds of other people's stuff but i wouldn't know where to begin even the words if it was just the words tales with tr it still seems self-involved had i had my time back i would have named it something else something cool that would sell because if there's a marketing mind out there Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's a catchphrase on my show that I don't use, or maybe there's right? I can't go I can't go Ted Hitchcock or anything, shortsy. Uh But you know, I don't know What senior say, you know, he's missing both of his front teeth. I think you could have like a Chiclets type of thing with and you know you could tell from his hair. I think you could make like a silhouette of senior missing the two front teeth, and uh, I don't know. TR Senior, whatever whatever you're going to say. Or I was an all star, or a 72 draft. Or you know what? Don't bring your lawyer. Just something like that. Quotes that he said. Anyway, if you got any ideas out there, um, kind of a catch 22, I'd say let me know. But it's honestly become stressful to check my messages because of the volume of them more than anything. They're all nice. Most of them are nice, although I do get one guy wished death upon me the other day. It was just straight up, hey, TR, I hope you die. Just straight up. But of course, when you look at these accounts, they either have posted nothing or they got no followers. I think it might be people that know me that really secretly hate me that just make an account for a day and want to tell me to go fuck off, which is fine. I'll take It doesn't hurt me. Show up at my door or some shit now. Now we're talking, what the fuck, but those messages. Anyway, it's just volume. It's just volume. Uh, What else? Okay, advertising. Okay, the Hockey Podcast Network I work for, okay? And I, we've got... 30 odd shows at least, you know, I believe they have one per team. I can't pretend to know all of them. I can't listen to all of them, right? There's 32 podcasts at least. Then there's mine and maybe a few more. Um, And they get some general advertising and things. Obviously you listen to the show. I'm doing all right. It started with none and they've really been true to their word. They said they'd get some advertising and they do. And we make a decent dollar. I think we can make more. And, uh, so if anybody's out there that wants, just go through me if you want. Um, now, the email, now, please, please, I beg people, just don't send me any messages other than business messages to this address. If you want a book, none of this, like, pitter-patter stuff, please. Ryan 2020 at gmail.com. Okay. Well, I, can't, I can't afford to have that inbox flooded. But if you legitimately want me to do an event, if you legitimately have an idea about how I can make money or we can make money with merchandise uh, or advertising, if you want some, let me know. I'm sure we could do packages, three episodes, you know, RA coming on on Friday. David Ayers is coming on next week. Those are going to be, there's going to have a lot of listeners guaranteed, right? So I'm going to. If you're into advertising and you want a specific show, I could give you a list of possible guests. You might go, hmm, you might have Jim Cuddy on again. Well, you know what, Terry? I'd love to uh, sponsor that show, whatever it might be. But uh, we're doing real well, and I think there's more room for advertising. And if you're looking for that out there and our show's a good fit, I know we get a lot of listeners now from all over, but uh, in, in Newfoundland and Canada, in the hockey world in general, right hockey like if there's anything like true is a nice fit uh true take what's yours uh but true hockey was a great fit for me because i like their sticks anyway i'll end up using it now on the show Shorzy so they they can't lose there because it's going to be free average well, they're paying me i guess in the form of equipment but um things like that right or you might have ooh, i don't know a hockey school coming up somewhere in november and you want a little boost you know and Maybe for two or three episodes before that. And it's pretty much up to me. So if you send me a message, I'll work something out. I'm not greedy. So people that uh, get advertising on this particular show, I think you're going to, you are getting your money's worth and anybody interested. (laughs) I think the same. I I always forget to say that and I fucking hate reaching out and asking people for advertising but i know that anybody who gets it with me you hear the ads like draftkings for example they got on board and they stayed on board right from day one when they did they're they're happy um and i love working with them i also really enjoy uh working with things that i support now that being said number 10 clothing okay i'm going to put a post out later this week but my friend Friends, the Cadigans, James and Dan. Uh, your father was Ron Cadigan, great local player, real, real good local player, and uh, had some legendary moments. One of those players that is, is local in Saint John's played senior hockey, Outer Cove, I should say. The boys that want me to say, and just, just a legend, a real nice person. So, number ten clothing, you can look at it. They follow me on my Instagram, and I follow them. You need to know the uh, handle there. And number ten clothing. All the proceeds go to kids that uh, either can't afford it or, or they all go to kids' enrollment in sports for the most part, right? Hockey gear that they can't afford. <laughs> but there are all kinds of ways they help. And it's cool gear. Why not get it through them, right? Why not get a T-shirt or a hoodie through that? So that's number 10 clothing. Um, I think that's about it. I'm looking forward to camp. This time of year was, God, I look back. There are things that I really miss. You can play senior hockey all you want. It's not the same. Going to camp, you know, like a lot of people hated that. I didn't like the idea of it in early August. I would go, oh, fuck camp. But by the time it rolled around and the weather just changes a little bit, right? Two days from now, it's September. For some reason, right at the beginning of September, it does have a feeling that summer's over. Right. It might be a little bit cooler at night. Right. Little bit. Right. Soon enough, you'll see the odd leaf just fall. Followed by all of them. Eventually. But it was a calming time for me. And people say the summer flies by, but usually at the end, you're ready for it. Right. You're like, you know what? Like I remember it was just a few weeks ago going to Hamilton, going, oh, man, like summer's almost over. What the hell? Oh, and now I'm like, you know, it's going to be a nice change of pace here in a few days. And it would get me in a hockey mood the first str- few strides on the ice, right? Going and midway through Camp Hammond and wear your fall jacket and the smells and the air, not just the rink and the sights and the sounds. And you turn on the TV and the highlights are there, right? Like in Canada, we got the exhibition highlights will come first. Right? The Jays might be in the fucking playoffs. <laughs> You're going to see like the Habs versus the least rookie game. Lead the news. I love that about Canada. And I fucking adore the Jays. Hopefully going up and see a game on the 12th. But um, yeah, I just... Uh, I really enjoy it. I miss this time of year. Good luck. A lot of people listening to this show are going to a camp one way or another. Appreciate uh, the listen, guys and girls. Good luck. Whatever you're doing, if I could give any advice to any kids out there, and it's pretty much universal—one camp, you know, a junior B camp, NHL camp, uh, college camp, whatever it might be—is in just enjoy the ride. It's such a stressful time that people often forget how cool and even if you don't make it like how it's an experience you can talk about forever going to any camp. You know, I went to this and tried my hardest and, you know, these guys were there. There's all kinds of people next week, next couple weeks that will go to NHL camp and that's going to be their NHL experience. That's it. Just a camp. Then they're going to go on and quit in a couple of years. Or they'll, they'll, they'll go to university, whatever it might be. They might even have a great career. They might, play 10 years in the American League, they might go overseas and star in their German League, in the DEL. But they might have just one NHL experience, right? And I look back at my NHL time, and uh, although brief, the, the culture, what, like the games are blur, but you know, I was there for a long time practicing with the team and then we're being injured or whatever, and just taking it all in around me, And I remember a lot of that time being stressed, especially during the camps. Like when I look back now, I can tell stories from camp that I smile, that I really enjoy and go, you know, like, what a great time. But at the time I was so stressed and into my own career and everything that I know it. I just didn't appreciate it as much as I should have. You're talking to a guy who appreciates most things. And I, I, Especially then saw the world from a very humble point of view I, you might laugh at that, but I did um I was I wanted out of Montreal by the end of my third year for other reasons I didn't get along with Tarn. I thought I should get a shot somewhere else, but I loved the city and they treated me as a player, and I thought they could have treated me better, but it, that's just different viewpoints. I thought I should have played earlier, they didn't fine. they might have been right, who knows. But at the time, that mental struggle is there, and and you're just sowing your hand from your agent. And I got to say, my parents always supported me. People think, oh, your dad got in your ear. No, not at all, man. They just, they're like, you got Wayne Gretzky's agent. Do whatever the fuck he says. And uh, it was just such a business. And it was such, so hard mentally for an 18, 19, 20 year old. And I'm not complaining. It was such adversity mentally. I won't say it's so hard mentally because every fucking day, even though it might be stressful, I got to wear my goddamn Montreal Canadiens coat. You know, I got to walk into a restaurant, go into Rubens for a smoked meat sandwich. And I just came from Montreal Canadiens practice. And tomorrow I'm going back with the Montreal Canadiens. And that's a fucking feather in your hat, no matter what. And it makes up for all the fucking mental stress or whatever you want to call it. I can say I played for the Montreal Canadiens. As I say it, I'm still getting goosebumps. It's not lost on me. I didn't get, my head didn't get big and I said, fuck damn, nothing like that. But at the time, all I'm saying is that I did not appreciate it. You know, I didn't go in and, and appreciate Shane Corson, Mark Recky, and Vincent Fusser invite me out for dinner. Holy fuck. Now I got nervous and everything or uh, dinner might be one thing. Breakfast, that's one thing. After practice, you know, getting all the boys together and going for breakfast or brunch somewhere. And I look back, I'm like, man, like I'm a fan. Of hockey of the Habs. And I was sitting there as a fan having like breakfast with Vincent Damfus and Saku Koivu. And I didn't say, Holy fuck, that's Vincent Damfus and Saku Koivu. Like I'm sure in my head I was thinking that a bit, but I I was more like, you know, really worried about my future with the team and, and being there and what was gonna happen. And and that's natural. I just mean if there's one thing not that you asked, but if there's one thing, few people did actually ask you know what it's like at camp and stuff so that's it just appreciate it get out there and I think that if you do that you'll probably be better off mentally for for the situation that happens on the ice Um, which is the approach I take now unfortunately it's not the NHL anymore but like a ball hockey world championships or something right you might laugh but it happens and you're playing you're, you're playing for team Canada and over the years I was just like you know like I used to get really nervous during the anthem, or or that day of, and now it's. maybe it, it, would be lying if I said wasn't a bit of nervous energy in those games, but you harness it the right way, and you realize. And I, you, for some time now, in those games, I actually really enjoy it, and I and I, and I tell myself. I often. I just gonna sound stupid too, but before big games, I look in the mirror, and. Or before I need a gut check with anything, I look in the mirror, let's fucking do this, right? Look myself straight in the eye, and I tell myself something, and I don't like to let people down and lie, and I don't want to lie to my own self, and when I look right into my own eyes in the mirror, it almost it almost makes me scared of my other self. It makes me go out, and and, and it used to be, get out there and fucking do it. But now it's like, you know what? This is a world championship fucking final, dude. Like you're here again. There's almost a smirk to it. Right? Go out, enjoy it, put on that Canada jersey, and be a fucking Canadian hockey player. You know. And over the years, it's of course that's easier to do once you win one, but yeah, just if 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 I could say anything, just appreciate that you're a hockey player. You're getting to do what ninety-five percent probably more of hockey fans and hockey players didn't get to do, which that's go to a junior A or a college or a pro camp or what have you. And we should be lucky. We should always remember how lucky we are for that, to play such a... And I know there's peaks and valleys in every sport, and right now hockey's got its struggles in certain areas, but for the most part, Look at Alex Newhook when he came over here with that Stanley Cup. There was hockey players, non-hockey players. There was LGBT. There was lawyers, doctors, plumbers, gay, straight, black, white, brown, all of it. And we all had a great time. And that, to me, is what not only hockey, but sport in general is all about competition and unity this has been episode 118A tune in on Friday for R.A. of Spittin' Chicklets fame check out Wedgwood Cafe Greensleeves the Bull and Barrel Trinity Pub TJ's Rich Tavern, Blue on Water. And also, Penny Posh, PennyPoshDesigns.com. Thanks, everybody. True Hockey, takes take what's yours. will be back in just a couple days with an in- interesting conversation. Thanks again for listening and supporting this program. I know that without you guys, I wouldn't be here. And I appreciate it immensely. Catch you on the rebound. See you soon.